what can indycar learn from nascar now a little bit context to that uh, nascar owns nascar obviously and nascar also owns imsa uh, both these series under the under the same overall leadership have uh, gotten new cars so nascar got the 7th generation car this year imsa is getting new uh, lmdh cars in 2023 with more manufacturers than what they had in the prototype era or sorry yeah. uh, like up until now basically and then uh, they're also getting new gt3 cars and they have a grid bigger than they can accommodate for the imsa series technically especially at daytona at least uh, i think 72 cars registered and they can only have 60 cars on the grid because of the pit lane capacity at daytona so <laughs> clearly both these series are doing well you know in nascar yeah. they had one of the best seasons ever i think they were like over 15 different winners in 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 the league basically before they went into the playoffs season, yeah. yeah in in yeah. the regular season so clearly nascar is doing something great whereas indycar has had failure upon failure upon failure and we touched upon that last week you know with the engine program with the lack of uh, lack of growth in the audience and with the lack of new manufacturers coming in and now with the lmdh program at least we're expecting more manufacturers as time goes on and as there are more lmh lmdh cars available to customers and uh, from manufacturers basically yep so what <laughs> the question is what can Indi- <laughs> what all can indica learn from nascar and i think marshall pro didn't exactly address this issue but he did point out a few more issues that you know we might have missed in his uh, q and a uh, on the marshall pro podcast and something that he pointed out was the fact that the current indycar ownership and leadership has created a culture where criticism is not allowed like they are not willing to accept the fact that they have made wrong decisions uh you know as yeah, yeah. as heading the series and the culture has become praise praise and praise and if you if if you're doing anything besides giving them praise then it's not received well by that leadership by that ownership so clearly roger penske and his team is is not doing itself any favors and there is a lot more that needs to be done for indycar to survive is it time for roger penske to i mean roger penske is not a guy who's going to give up ownership but is it time for him <laughs> to you know ask for help or get people in from that nascar you know organization to help grow his own see or the the third american top tier motor racing series because clearly nascar i don't know if it's growing the audience but it's definitely retaining the audience IMSA I feel has an has a growing audience even if it doesn't have a growing audience it does have a growing presence amongst people who want to go racing so you yeah. know manufacturers privateers who want to go racing so those are both go- good news right um additionally another thing that Marshall Pruitt pointed out was so if you remember last week we asked the question okay when does the IndyCar fan get up and go oh this is you know I've seen this too many times the racing is great but I'm sort of done with the series right and yeah Marshall Pruitt answered that question in a different way and he said I think almost 75 to 80% of IndyCar viewers are over the age of 45. So in 10 15 years there's not yeah. going to be a viewership <laughs> sort of right? So and more than viewership there's not there's not going to be people at the track to generate revenue for you know the promoters and the ho- tracks that are trying to host the races. and that is the biggest issue with indycar so hence the question <laughs> hence the question you know what what more does indycar need to do i think the two things we covered last time was um, i think i think we we made the comment that you know indycar should have open chassis and open engine regulations sort of 
which is what Marshall Pruitt also, I hadn't heard his podcast until then, but, you know, he, he said the same thing that, uh, you know, IndyCar needs to have, like, more of an open engine configuration uh, or open engine regulations to get more yeah. uh, to get more manufacturers into the sport. Uh, and the second thing we covered was, you know, regarding marketing and how uh, IndyCar needs to exploit the free marketing that is out there along with the IndyCar teams and so on and so forth. Uh, how would you take those two things and add more to it or extend those and make those ideas more refined for IndyCar? Because another thing we need to think about is, you know, NASCAR and IMSA are a little bit different from each other uh, from a technical perspective. IMSA is more open-ended, uh, at least at the top tier with engine regulations and technical perspective, uh, technical regulations, because you just yeah. have to hit, you know, certain aero numbers, uh, uh, have a certain amount of, you can have different power, different engine configuration, but all of that is taken care of by the BOP and that sort of thing. Right. So yeah. it creates a narrow window of operation for all the LMDH teams essentially. And the BOP becomes easy. So does IndyCar need to go the BOP way, both with chassis and engine or just with engine? Uh, and similarly, similarly with like marketing, what what needs to happen in that front, and what more needs to be added uh, to you know strengthen that push towards a growth in in the series. No, yeah, I mean, uh, like even last week we we said that to make IndyCar more attractive and to make it more successful, you you needed more manufacturers to it. I mean, that's basically what IMSA is doing. They made it attractive to manufacturers, right? IMSA and VEC, for that matter, they made it attractive to manufacturers to come in and participate because that's where the money is Money is at. Privateers can only run customer chassis, but the development and the innovation and all those things will happen at manufacturers. Even at NASCAR, I don't remember. NASCAR has three, man, three chassis manufacturers, right? Yeah, and, and all the development work is done in... in um in collaboration with the NASCAR technical team. So you yeah. have you have Ford, Chevrolet and Toyota. Toyota. Yeah. Toyota, yeah, yeah. So three. So there's that, right? Now in IndyCar there's only one chassis manufacturer. They don't have any competition. They don't have any risk of losing out on that deal. Even if even if NASCAR even if IndyCar say that we are looking for a new chassis, Delara will, you know, just make some tweaks and build them a new chassis. There's no competition as such. And the two engine manufacturers are working together. Like right now, the scrapping of the new engine regulations happened because they were working together and it was a common decision. If, for example, if Honda had said like, no, we are, we are in good in development and we'll go on with, go on with it. Uh, Chevy had to compete with Honda in that matter, right? Making it more attractive to manufacturers is the biggest key and marketing will help with that. I mean, if, if you attract more manufacturers, the manufacturers will pour money into marketing, right? That That is what we are seeing yep. with F1. That is what we are seeing with uh, IMSA and WEC now as as yep. all these manufacturers exactly. are going racing, right? So I think yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, and I, I really think that, okay, obviously like NASCAR has, you know, um, set set regulations like in, in terms of, okay, you have to use this capacity engine and it has to be this, this, and this. Uh, the body has to look a certain way and it's all common across those customer teams, right? Whereas IMSA is a, is a lot more open and you have to hit certain performance targets and then there'll be BOP that will, you know, take care of the rest of the competition. And I think IndyCar could really go that way if that is what the, yep. if that is the feedback that they're receiving from the manufacturers. And last week we covered, you know, 
how the hybrid hybridization of the power units needs to be a very a very budget conscious decision uh, and why it can be a huge issue and uh, you know indica could lose, lose out on multiple teams uh, yeah. instead of growing growing that grid or growing the popularity it could lose out on multiple teams what is interesting to me is the american motorsports scene is not necessarily i don't think it necessarily cares about the hybridization of power units I don't think it necessarily cares about because even if you look at the IMSA rules and regulations, the hybrid hybrid power unit does not have a lot of performance. Does not give a performance gain to those LMDH cars. It does not. It's basically uh, castrated. You know, it's cut off at its knees, and it's not. It's just there to make you know, just make noise, and it's another marketing ploy almost. Uh, if if you want to talk about it like that, because if you read the race car engineering article from uh, this month's issue, it clearly shows how. Uh, the hybrid unit, uh, especially the electric motors, they're simply replacing the engine, the uh, internal combustion engine, at high speeds, uh, and that's about it. And from a you know vehicle dynamics or vehicle control perspective, it does not make a huge difference um, at at those speeds because mostly it's kicking in on straights, right? So yep. they're not seeing a, any performance gain of of any sort with with the hy- hybrid unit. So they might as well run simple, you know. ICE engines. So that, and obviously NASCAR only has, you know, ICE engines. They don't have a hybrid unit. Uh, they, in fact, have a sequential <coughs> gearbox and whatnot, right? So Sorry. that tells that tells me that technology is not the issue in, uh, like, it's, it's not a need or a necessity or a desire of American motorsport fans, right? Uh, so the series can survive without that hybridization. And there are other avenues to move the series forward technologically, but it seems that because of a lack of manufacturers, they haven't been able to move that along as quickly as they would have wanted to. Yep. Now, obviously, the hybrid unit was being developed, I think, by a common supplier. I think we raised this question last week, but we didn't know the answer to. I, and I think it's, it's from a common supplier, and it's being developed together with Chevy and Honda, from what I understand. But there are other avenues, right? Because even juniors categories now in Europe, especially, are going on to sustainable fuel. So why hasn't IndyCar thought about that? Uh, I think the short answer to that is because the American motorsports scene, at least, or the American automotive uh, industry right now is not really into sustainable fuels and it's all moving towards hybrid and electric, right? So uh, Chevy, which is one of, one of the two players, uh, they're going all electric in the future and sustainable fuels has not been in conversation with Chevy. Uh, Toyota is a different story because Toyota America division is separate from the rest of the Toyota racing or whatever, right? So it, it's hard to comment there. But getting or buying fuel that is compatible with these two might be a cheaper option that they haven't explored. You know, and it could still move. If it's not moving the series towards the future in the eyes of the American audience, I feel it is still moving the series into the future or growing the series from an international audience perspective because that green fuel, the sustainable fuel narrative is very much prominent in Europe and the rest of the world, basically, especially in the motorsport scene with what F1 is doing and what the junior series are doing following F1 or even like before F1 in the case of F2 and F3 especially. You know, again, uh, as you pointed out in the the starting of this conversation, the leadership needs to look at itself and just find like they they i don't know i'm referencing to us right now you need to spend money to make money basically yeah like they need to sort of put an ambitious goal or whatever and want to grow like if they don't want to grow they will not grow 
sort of if they want to go forward they will work towards it and yeah because because i think i think you know uh, like i am of the opinion that uh, all these automotive manufacturers who have declared that they'll go all electric by 2030 2035 whatever is is a huge mistake and i am a big believer in <laughs> in sustainable fuels avl is doing yeah. a lot of work with hydrogen uh, you know combustion engine cars and fuel cell cars uh, so is toyota honda i think toyota or honda also ran a 24 hour race i think last year or earlier this year somewhere in japan with a hydrogen uh, combustion engine so i am a big believer in like believer in diversification of these uh, various alternative energy paths right so yeah. and all these automotive manufacturers going all electric is really market driven which is sort of sad because to to a certain extent i do subscribe to the ideology that the consumer does not know what it wants what they want yeah. <laughs> and yeah. elon musk in my opinion created the need for electric cars more than anything else and he told the consumers what they wanted in the future instead of you know listening to them because if they continue to listen to the consumers then he would also be producing ice cars tesla would be uh, another yeah, just another car absolutely. company right absolutely so and really it's the inertia of the and i don't want to get into it too much but again so indycar is starting to operate somewhat like that where it's trying to go where the market is going instead of creating its own uh, you know image or whatever you want you want to call it, like creating its own path forging its own path right so yeah again i i think the some hard decisions need to be made in the by the indica leadership basically to see okay what is our 10 year 15 year plan to grow this series but yeah all right any any anything you would like to add to that they need to want something yeah they need to want something to get there right